the lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area Sports Station. 95-7. The game. And it is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson with you from the 95-7 The Game Studios following the Warriors 109-103 loss to the Timberwolves in Minnesota. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program as the Warriors again without five rotation players to begin this one and a couple of more would get banged up along the way. Uh, But the Warriors, I think, uh, similar to the game on Friday night in Portland, the effort and the intentions were there, but the shot-making was not. Kevin Durant with a huge game. Uh, Clay Thompson cold, though, uh, in the second half, even though he wound up with 21 points. Durant trying to do the best he can, but the Warriors just not enough scoring up and down the box score uh, in this ball game to get a victory, and the Warriors wind up losing consecutive games for the second time this season. Golden State now 13-2 and following a loss, and this is the first time in the Steve Kerr era that the Golden State Warriors are going to lose more than 15 games in a season. The Warriors with a pair of championship seasons that wound up with 67 and 15 regular season records, 73 and 9, of course, in the year where they lost Game 7 to the Cleveland Cavaliers at Oracle Arena. The Warriors today took their 16th loss to fall to 51 and 16. So they are a game back in the standings of the Rockets but two back in the all-important loss column now for the number one overall seed in the Western Conference. The Rockets are 51 and 14. Golden State 51 and 16 now. As the Warriors have just 15 games to go, the Rockets have 17 to go, and one of those will be later on this afternoon as the Rockets, a very winnable game for them, they take on the Dallas Mavericks. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Again, that is the phone number if you want to weigh in on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on where this ball game got away for the Warriors, and it may finally be time to start putting the number one overall seed of the Western Conference uh, on the back burner a little bit. Not that the Warriors absolutely have to have it. I think they have done a nice job over the course of the last week trying to downplay it a little bit, but as long as the Rockets handle their business tonight uh, against the Dallas Mavericks, uh, I think the Warriors are going to be in a position where, barring uh, any catastrophe or, or multiple losses in games that you wouldn't expect, Uh, by the Houston Rockets and the Warriors getting absolutely red hot here in the final 15, maybe going 14-1 and or or running the table, which is something they did uh, at the end of last season. Uh, It looks like the Houston Rockets now have clearly the inside track toward that number one overall seed uh, in the Western Conference and home court advantage throughout the entire 2018 uh, NBA playoffs. Warriors trailed this game by 10 at the end of the first quarter. It was 34-24 after one as the Timberwolves were hot at the beginning of this game. Minnesota team that averages seven three-pointers for the the game. They wound up with six in this ball game, but they hit three of those six 
in the first quarter. So the Timberwolves, not a great three-point shooting team, but they were hitting shots early, 15 of 23 in the opening frame, uh, and they had the lead as the Warriors dug themselves a hole quickly in this game. They would start the second quarter on a quick 8-0 run that would extend out to a 20-4 run in the first four minutes, and the Warriors had a, a tremendous contribution in this game from Zaza Pachulia. You had Kevin Durant, Going off for 39 points, although he was a volume scorer in this game, 11 for 32, 5 of 12 from 3. A lot of Kevin Durant, the ball handler. A lot of Kevin Durant, the creator, which led to Kevin Durant creating for his own shot in this game. He winds up with 39 points, but he does it on 32 shots, which is the most field goal attempts for Kevin Durant as a Golden State Warrior, the most that he's had in his career uh, in just about four years going back uh, to the Oklahoma City days for KD. So 39 from Durant. He was doing everything he could to give the Warriors the offensive punch that he would need. And the lineup of Sean Livingston, Nick Young, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and, and Zaza Pachulia in that second quarter uh, that really allowed the Warriors to change the game and put themselves in a position where, much like on Friday night in Portland, they had an opportunity to win this game. A 38-21 second quarter, and the Warriors had a seven-point lead at the half with Kevin Durant scoring 19 of his 39 uh, in that half. Clay Thompson had 12. Pachulia was playing very well, and the Timberwolves flat-out went cold Uh in that second quarter after the hot start in the first quarter. Minnesota 15 of 23 in the set, uh, in the first, but they were just 9 of 30 uh, in the second quarter. So the Warriors were making the Timberwolves pay in the second quarter to where you're thinking if they can just hold their own in the third, then maybe that lineup could get back out there to start the fourth and the Warriors would be in a decent position uh, down the stretch as the Dubs would be up as many as 9 in that third quarter early. But Minnesota would wind up outscoring the Warriors for that frame by seven, and it was a tie game uh, going to the fourth quarter. It was 84-84, and and really uh, a couple of second-chance opportunities for the Warriors at the end of that third quarter. Durant, Livingston, Zaza Pachulia each had had second-chance opportunities, which helped the Warriors uh, not have a third quarter that was just as bad uh, as their first quarter in this one. So it's 84-84, and down the stretch, Minnesota got off to a 15-8 start in that final frame, and it was the same lineup that the Warriors started the second quarter with that they started the fourth quarter with, but Minnesota started things differently. Derrick Rose was terrible in the second quarter uh, and in the first half for Minnesota. He didn't play in that second half, and Minnesota made the adjustment, and they got off to a much better start at that top of the fourth quarter as the Warriors were down seven with 5.32 to go. Draymond Green hit Kevin Durant on a back cut. It was a five-point game. The Warriors were playing really good defense. Minnesota looked like they weren't quite ready to finish this thing, taking a couple of bad shots, but the story of this game really for the Warriors was just missed opportunities. They had a lot of good looks. Uh, and just not hitting. Clay Thompson, 8 for 22. We mentioned Kevin Durant, 11 for 32. The Warriors for the game shoot just 40%. They hit 10 threes, 
but on 10 of 36, shooting 28% from three-point range and just some wide-open looks. Nick Young had a number of wide-open looks. Uh, Nick Young in this ballgame for the Warriors tonight, he winds up with zero points. Now, he was on the floor when a lot of good things were happening as part of that lineup that started the second uh, and the fourth quarter, mainly the second quarter, but Nick Young winds up being a goose egg for the Warriors in this game in 22 minutes, and he was one of a couple of Warriors players that wound up being uh, banged up uh, along the way in this one, in addition to the five rotation players that started the game uh, and weren't going to be uh, on the floor for the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors losing the battle of the the scoring guards off the bench uh, as well in this game as Jamal Crawford had 12 points uh, on four of nine shooting for Minnesota. Nick Young, 0 of 4, 0 of 4 from 3. He had some open looks that he couldn't knock down. Uh, So the Warriors missed an opportunity there with uh, around 4 or 5 minutes to go. Kevin Durant cut it to a a 3-point game at 99-96. And then it was a lot of Carl Anthony Towns uh, in the post, hitting a step-back jumper. Uh, Draymond Green had a a lay-in. And it was just at that point too much Carl Anthony Towns and the Warriors' inability uh, to knock down a shot. Uh, And it winds up in a 109-103 victory for the Minnesota Timberwolves as Minnesota wins over the Warriors. They get it done for the first time in three games against Golden State uh, in the season series. 888-957-9570-888. 957-9570-PenskeAutosales.com text line at 95795. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Kevin Durant uh, following this ball game as well as I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so. But your phone calls, as always on this show, uh, can drive the conversation uh, as it was just too much Carl Anthony Towns down the stretch for the Warriors and, and not enough contributors. They had four players in double figures uh, in this ball game after having just three in double figures in the game on Friday night. And it was... I keep coming back to Friday night. It was Durant with 40 and Clay Thompson with 25, but it was Clay Thompson taking 19 shots for his 25 and Kevin Durant taking 32 shots for his 39 tonight. And you're wondering who else was going to step up and, and help out with the scoring load. Well, Zaza Pachulia was an unsung hero. If you could be an unsung hero in a losing effort, uh, Pachulia was fantastic in this game. He wound up being the Warriors' third-leading scorer, 7 of 9, 16 points. He was physical. He was setting screens. He was a handful uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves in this game, in particular uh, in the second quarter. But Pachulia wound up not playing down the stretch uh, in this game as the Warriors went with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Nick Young and Quinn Cook as Steve Kerr. Uh, he, he showed some faith in Quinn Cook trying to, to finish the game. I also think uh, this was probably the best that Quinn Cook played, uh, at least early on uh, during the time where he's been forced into action. But you say that on a game where he's 2-for-7, he's a minus 18 and scores 4 points. So uh, that, that's not exactly uh, what the Golden State Warriors are, are looking for. And, and it's clear, look, this team needs to start getting healthy. And Steve Kerr addressed that after the ball game. The effort was where he liked it to be. He, he thought they took some bad shots. I thought they took some quick shots uh, at times, especially in the fourth quarter. But uh, I, I go to, you know, Clay Thompson missed a three 
with an opportunity to give the Warriors the lead after a Draymond Green steal. It was 104-103, and Draymond had the steal, the breakout. He kicked it to Clay. Clay misses an open corner three, and I think if that shot goes down, the Timberwolves probably getting they, they probably get a little tight down the stretch. And then the Warriors can isolate Kevin Durant a little bit more and maybe get him to the free throw line and, and put Minnesota on their heels a little bit. But that missed three and a couple of other missed shots allowed the Timberwolves to gather uh, in this game uh, and allowed Carl Anthony Towns to gather and, and carry the Timberwolves to a much-needed victory for them. They had lost three in a row and were starting to be in big-time trouble as far as looking like if they're even going to make the playoffs, a team that consistently had been in the three of the four spot throughout the course of, of much of this season. Uh, they needed a big-time win, and they improved to 39-29. and 29 as They're battling for their playoff life uh, on the other end of the bracket uh, from where the Warriors are now sitting a game back of the Houston Rockets, but two games back uh, in the loss column now for the Warriors and the Rockets as the Rockets are going to play those Dallas Mavericks tonight. So the Warriors are going to need some help. They're going to need some unexpected Houston Rockets losses uh, along the way, and they're also going to have to get healthy uh, and get hot in these final 15 games. Uh, But the schedule is there for the Warriors to do it, at least for the next three. Steve Kerr referenced the fact they're going to get home today. Uh, They are going to take tomorrow off, as is custom coming off the road trip. They're going to get to practice on Tuesday before facing the Lakers on Wednesday. And Tuesday's a key day to look at. Uh, And we'll run down the injuries for you in in just a little bit. But Tuesday's a key day to look at. A couple of guys getting reevaluated. We'll start to figure out the extent of, of maybe some of the injuries from the ball game today. Uh, but the Warriors have to get healthy. Uh, otherwise, uh, they're going to be in a position where they're just playing out the string knowing 100% that they are going to be the two-seed uh, in the Western Conference playoff race. All right, let's hear from the fans at 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570, uh, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nation's. We'll start with Gene in Oakland on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Gene? Hey, J.D. Thanks for taking my call. You know, uh, first of all, uh, tip of my hat to Zaza. Uh, great game. This is the best he, best game he's played in over a month, that's for sure. So that's encouraging. I'm glad to see him uh, step up and, you know, I hope he continues like this. Um, anyways, as far as this loss, you know, I'm, I'm feeling actually a sense of relief because now we don't have this number one seed talk, and we, it's not getting into the getting in the way. I think now the singular focus is, like you say, getting getting healthy, get everybody back, get the rotation set. You know, pick your ten and uh, and start. You know, start hitting some of those those shots that we've been that. Clay and others have been missing, so uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, the number one seed versus the number two seed. I mean, you're talking about you know uh, winning the first two games at home versus splitting on the road. It's no big deal. So, anyways, uh, you know that's that's what I have. Thanks, Gene. Well, the one thing it definitely does is it shifts all the pressure to the Rockets. If the Rockets wind up being the number one seed and they play the Warriors as the two seed in the Western Conference Finals. The Rockets will have had this historic season in their franchise history. They will have accomplished their regular season goal of beating out the Warriors and setting themselves up in a position where they have the home court advantage uh, in the series with home games in 1, 2, 5 if necessary, and and 7 
if necessary, in the conference finals. But the one thing that that adds is pressure. It adds pressure uh, to that team that's trying to knock off the champ. And I, I just could see the Warriors without a weight and without a care in the world coming in in a game one and taking it to the Rockets. And maybe the Rockets are not quite ready for the moment. And as long as the Warriors are healthy, I think they've got that 100% in their bag, so much so that I could see them winning the first game, and I've said this a couple of different times, and then the pressure just it starts to mount exponentially on the Houston Rockets heading into a game two, and maybe end up where the Warriors go in and they win two. And look, I'm not trying to be dismissive of the Rockets in this and saying they would wilt, but the Rockets may very well wilt in that kind of situation where the Warriors are healthy and buttoned up and coming in knowing that they've got to play great games. It's not like the Warriors have never won at Houston. (laughs) It's not the most hostile of environments, although as my buddy Matt Steinmetz always points out, whether an environment is hostile or not has more to do with how well the home team is playing than how loud the crowd actually is. And I think he's right about that. But I think the Warriors, whether they want the one seed or not, they don't really have much of a choice in the matter at this point uh, following these last two losses to dip two back now in the loss column with the Rockets taking on uh, the Mavericks tonight. So we appreciate the phone call from Gene. His line open at 888-957-9570, The phone number to participate in the program. But you start looking at the matchups and all that, you don't know. You really don't. You don't know whether the two-seed as far as a path to the conference final is going to be easier or more difficult with how jumbled up some of the other teams are. I mean, right now, the two-seed definitely would be tougher, in my estimation, than the one-seed. Just looking at the standings right now in front of me, Golden State would play the Houston, or the San Antonio Spurs in the first round, and they'd be set up to either play Oklahoma City or Portland in the second round because that's your 3-6 matchup. So if you're telling me you got to play San Antonio in the first round and then OKC or Portland in the second round, all right, that's much tougher than, say, the Rockets, who right now would play the Clippers, and then they'd be set up to either play the Pelicans or the Timberwolves in the second round. Uh, the Pelicans without DeMarcus Cousins or the Timberwolves with uh, a Jimmy Butler either you know, just coming back or trying to work his way back into, into form, uh, coming off an injury there. So as it stands right now, if you're telling me the standings are going to end up as they look today, then you definitely would want the one seed just in terms of path more than in terms of overall home court advantage. See, to me, it's more about the path than it is actually being Oh, you got to have go win the first couple of games in Houston. The Warriors can win a game in Houston. The Warriors can win two games in Houston if they have to. Whether it's one and two, one and five, two and seven, any combination, the Warriors absolutely have that in their bag. And if they don't get it done, and, and we look back, and and you say, "Wow, well, the Warriors didn't play as well in the regular season as they had in years past. Didn't take it as seriously as they had it in years past, and don't have it." and they wind up losing in the conference final because of it, well, then they're going to have to look in the mirror at the end of the year and say that they need to commit harder to the regular season next year. But we're a long ways away from from having that uh, even be included uh, as a starting point 
uh, for the conversation. All right, Nick in Santa Rosa is up next here. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Nick? All right. So listen, would you think that maybe an X factor could be the fact that Jerry West is no longer a consultant with the Warriors? Because the Warriors didn't make any changes during trade time. And there are major holes with the Warriors' second team. Nick Young, um, Cook should never be even out there on the court. There are just other players, man, that really that was available and the Warriors didn't even choose. They just did pass. Yeah, I don't. Well, look, I don't know how much the Warriors could have actually gotten done as far as the trade market goes. Now, the the buyout market, you know, if you want to look at a guy like Joe Johnson, you know, the, you know, then you have to be able to promise him a certain amount of minutes per game. And, and thanks for the phone call, Nick. And I'm not sure that the Warriors could promise Joe Johnson the type of minutes that, that maybe he was looking for, the consistent run that, that he would have been looking for. So I, I'm not sure at the trade deadline what they could have done, uh, but I, I think your point is interesting about Jerry West in this case. I don't think I don't think Jerry West's vote would have been to sign Nick Young in the offseason. I think it goes back to the offseason. The Warriors signed Nick Young to the their full non-taxpayer Mid-level exception at just over $5 million for this season. That hasn't worked. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, when the Warriors are healthy and they have all the four all-stars are all playing, and Stephen Curry's playing like an MVP, and Kevin Durant's playing like he could be an MVP as well, then you can get away with Nick Young out there contributing. You know, once every six games and, and playing terrible defense and not hustling. And, you know, y- you can deal with Nick Young when you've got everything else in order. He can play four or five minutes in the first quarter and four or five minutes in the third quarter. But when you're banged up and you lose Stephen Curry and you lose Iguodala and you lose McCaw and you don't have Jordan Bell or David West. But really, it's about McCaw and Iguodala and Curry because they're guards and wings. And that's where a guy like Nick Young finds himself having to play more. Well, then it's, then it's a problem. <laughs> when you're shorthanded and everybody has to play a little bit more and you start having to hide guys, in, in your, you know, you're starting to have to play guys that you would like to hide then it becomes problematic. And I think that's what you've seen from the Warriors. I mean, Nick Young played 22 minutes. He played 22 minutes because the Warriors didn't have a choice. Quinn Cook played 29 minutes because the Warriors didn't have a choice. You know, Clay Thompson got banged up in this game, had his right thumb taped up. Quinn Cook came into this game banged up. Uh, when you look at it, a right-hand contusion. Nick Young, he was banged up in the game, hurt his back. A back contusion. So the Warriors had, what, one healthy guard, and it's Sean Livingston. And the last thing the Warriors really want to do is play Sean Livingston more than about 20 or 24 minutes, and and he topped out at just under 21. So when you look at it, the Warriors are in a position where, you know, if Sean Livingston was a little younger, you could play him 30 minutes a game. And that would help hold down some of that void. But they're not in a position to do it, and I think what you're seeing is... They're far more dependent on Durant and Thompson having to be efficient 
and having to score, and you have to have a third and a fourth guy, and you don't know who it's going to be. Whereas on a normal night, you know Curry's going to get his, and you know Durant's going to get his, and you know Clay, without the pressure of having to get his, is probably still going to get his. And you know, then you start looking for who the fourth and the fifth guy is going to be as far as peppering in a little bit of extra scoring. Then David West can give you 8-10 to and do it in an efficient manner, and and you're fine. So you start taking some of these pieces away, and you start relying on players that are meant to play, let's say, between 5 and 10 minutes a game, and you start having to play them 20. Well, the cumulative effect of that, it it builds up and and it adds up to a loss. 888-957-9570. Gary in San Ramon joins the conversation on Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. What's going on, Gary? Hey, uh, John. Enjoy the show quite a bit. I wanted to piggyback on your previous comments about Jerry West's influence. Uh, A lot of us weren't on board with the uh, Nick Young signings and the Omar Caspi uh, signings. You know, we we just didn't think that was what they needed. And uh, because Damian Jones hasn't developed, we needed more beef inside. And uh, the other uh, question I had for you was, uh, yeah, you wanted to limit Sean Livingston's uh, minutes, but, man, you sure could have used his ability to get his shot late in the game there. And I thought having uh, Cook and uh, Young on the floor was just tantamount to losing. And uh, just kind of know what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, it, it surprised me, Gary. I appreciate the phone call. It, it surprised me that Livingston wasn't back in the game. Uh, and it, it at one of the guard spots, and it surprised me that Kerr didn't go back to Zaza Pachulia down the stretch. And I know Kerr rarely plays a center down the stretch of the games, and Pachulia, look, he played 25 minutes, which is right up there probably with his limit, but I was surprised that because Pachulia played so well in this game, 16 points, 7 to 9, had 11 rebounds, 3 assists. He was setting screens, even had a couple of block shots in the game, had a steal. Zaza Pachulia was big time in this game, and the Warriors needed him to be big time in this game. So I was surprised at a couple of things there from Steve Kerr. I was surprised that Pachulia didn't come back in. I was surprised that Livingston didn't play a little bit more. But yeah, you look at it, and the Warriors just don't want to overextend Sean Livingston. They just flat out don't want to do it. But it did surprise me that Quinn Cook didn't, or the Quinn Cook and Nick Young finished the game. I would have thought Livingston would have been back in the game, and I would have thought he would have been playing with Nick Young, who couldn't score, but at least is a threat to knock down a shot. And Nick Young at that point had been. Uh, in a situation, well, yeah, at that point, Nick Young had been a-, a plus for the game, but I think what your finishing lineup at that point would have been Livingston, Clay, Durant, Draymond Green, and Zaza Pachulia. So neither one of those guys actually would have been on the floor. You would have had Pachulia in for Young, you would have had Livingston in for Cook, and then you would have had Clay back at the two with Durant at the three and Draymond at the four and, and Pachulia uh, at the five. The-, the one thing I'll say about Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, he gives Draymond Green trouble, outside and inside. I mean, there are a few guys in the league that can post up Draymond Green and score on him. Carl Anthony Towns did it. And then Carl Anthony Towns took him outside and hit a step back. And Carl Anthony Towns would miss a shot and get his rebound and put it back. Carl Anthony Towns is a monster, and Carl Anthony Towns is a guy that's a really tough matchup for the Warriors 
offensively. Uh, and I think, you know, maybe maybe Pachulia in there banging a little bit with him uh, could have helped today down the stretch, even though Kurt likes to finish games small. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo. Smart Home Security rolling on here, 95.7 The Game. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. And that's your coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We're saving is simple. Online at walnutcreekjeep.com. And you hear from Steve Kerr there. This is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, and HD1 San Francisco. Uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. 957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. If you want to weigh in on this one, Warriors lose to Minnesota 109-103 despite a big-time second quarter. 38-21 Warriors in the second quarter. Zaza Pachulia played very well in this game. It was high-volume Durant. It was high-volume Clay Thompson. 39 for Durant on 32 shots. 21 for Clay on 22 shots. Clay was 1 for 8 from 3 in the second half after getting banged up as uh, Clay Thompson looked like he jammed his right thumb on a drive uh, late in the second quarter. Uh, got it taped up just before the beginning of the third quarter, and the the Warriors are officially uh, what? Officially, the Warriors are calling those guys. Let's see, I, where do I have it here? Yeah, it's it's a right thumb sprain. Nick Young had a left hip contusion as well. Nick Young thinks he'll be fine. Clay Thompson didn't uh, didn't speak with reporters. Uh, after the game. So those guys, I'd say at this point, both likely to play in the game on Wednesday. The Warriors do have a couple of days off. Uh, no practice tomorrow. They'll practice on Tuesday. They'll, they'll kind of get everybody back. Quinn Cook played in this game, uh, and Quinn Cook played in this game with a right-hand contusion. He showed up on the injury report yesterday. Uh, so the Warriors had three guys playing banged up in the game today. They didn't have Stephen Curry for a second consecutive game and really a third consecutive game if you take out uh, him leaving against San Antonio, what, two minutes and 33 seconds in. Iguodala missed his third straight game. David West with the right arm cyst. Uh, He was sent back to the Bay Area. He's missed four games in a row, uh, and he was seeing a dermatologist, according to reports uh, earlier today. So we'll, we'll get the latest on everybody coming up on Tuesday, but I wanted to run down uh, Jordan Bell scheduled to be reevaluated on Tuesday with that right ankle sprain, and Pat McCaw at this point is still uh, with the fracture of the left wrist. He is the farthest away at this stage still uh, from a return, uh, so that kind of runs down how, how banged up. The Warriors came into this thing banged up. They had a couple of more guys get banged up a little bit as it went on, and I think uh, an off day coming uh, at, at a good time uh, for the Warriors as they've got a couple of home games against the Lakers, the Kings, before heading back out on the road to take on the Suns. And then the San Antonio Spurs, who in this jumbled-up Western Conference, the San Antonio Spurs are the seven seed right now. Yeesh. Yeesh. 37-29 to 29 to the seven seed 
although they're one game off of the loss column from being fourth and two games off in the loss column uh, from being third. So we mentioned uh, the injuries there. Uh, let's hear from Draymond Green post game uh, from Minneapolis. Uh, Draymond weighing in on all the Warriors' injuries. Uh, we were banged up, but we're all right. We'll be fine. It happens. I mean, it's tough, you know, when you're missing that many key guys, but. You know, I think those guys will get back in time enough for us to find the rhythm that we need. And really, it is all about finding a rhythm because I think, and the Warriors have kind of set the table for this. I mentioned it to, to start the show. The Warriors have set the table for, all right, might not get that one seed, might not be in the cards, but the most important thing is making sure that you get everybody as healthy as possible and have at least a little bit of a lead-up to the playoffs. I think if you look at the way the, the, the schedule shakes out for the Warriors down the stretch here, I mentioned they play the Lakers and Kings at home. They go to Phoenix and San Antonio. That's a, a road trip uh, next weekend with a game on Monday. Then they actually have a couple of more days off, three days off, before they play the Hawks at home. The Jazz are in. The Pacers and Bucks are in. And then they go to Sacramento as well before an April 1st matchup uh, against the Phoenix Suns at Oracle Arena. So the, the games are going to start coming rapid fire, really the final two weeks of the year when they're playing every other day and 6 out of 10 up until April. They still have to go to Oklahoma City. They still go to Indiana, the lone, odd outlier of a Eastern Conference opponent that the Warriors have yet to play on the road. Uh, so they'll play Indiana on April 5th, they come back and still have to play the Pelicans. Uh, The Warriors uh, will head to Phoenix again and then wrap up the year in Salt Lake City at Utah. And that's a game that could have a lot of playoff implications if you look at it uh, for the Utah Jazz. And what would the Warriors do? Because the Warriors actually end their season a day earlier than a majority of of everybody else. Uh, The regular season ends on Wednesday, April 11th. The Warriors play their final game on Tuesday the 10th. So I don't know that the Warriors really would rest all that many folks knowing that they're going to have at least three days off and maybe even four days off before they begin the NBA playoffs because the playoffs are going to start on either Saturday the 14th of April uh, or Sunday the 15th of April. So the Warriors have a, quite a cushion there. So that could be an interesting ball game uh, down the stretch. But again, it's all about getting healthy at this point. It's all about getting Curry back and feeling good and making sure that, that he is close enough to 100% to where he's not more apt to retweak that ankle another time to where it is a bad tweak, a tweak that would keep him out three, four weeks, as was the case uh, in December. That, at this point, is what the Warriors are trying to avoid. <laughs> They're trying to avoid, well, Curry's out for a month with an ankle, and he comes back, and he's going to have to work his way. Because we're at the point now where, look, the season's over in a month from today. I just mentioned it. It's April 11th. So any kind of injury that's four weeks now you're starting to talk about missing playoff time. Any kind of injury that's six weeks now, you're starting to talk about not being ready until the second round of the playoffs. Eight weeks not being ready until the conference finals. So 
It's just something to keep in the back of your mind if you're a Warriors fan, not the front of your mind here, just sort of that timeline and how things work as the Warriors try and get Curry healthy. It sounds like Iguodala uh, could have played today, but the Warriors are being extra cautious for him. He came out, he warmed up, he told reporters in Minneapolis that that he was feeling pretty good. Uh, And then the trainer said, no, you're going to not play today, and I think it's probably a a smart idea just because the Warriors have tomorrow off. They're not going to play Tuesday. You get Iguodala a couple of more days to make sure that he's fresh and ready to go, and you get Andre Iguodala back out there uh, on Wednesday against the Los Angeles Lakers. This thing with David West is strange. The right arm cyst uh, and seeing a dermatologist and missing four games. I mean, at first you thought, well, this is something. I oh, miss a game, and, and he'll be back. No big deal. And he's flying up to Portland, and then it's still bothering him to a point where he gets sent back, and he's at the dermatologist today. So I think really the injury that is the most unknown at this point of all of them is David West. You don't really have a feel of, is David West coming back Wednesday, or is David West got to have something done to that thing that's going to keep him out uh, for an extended period of time? And, and Zaza Pachulia did his best David West impression today, impersonation, but the Warriors need David West to stabilize that second unit and, and to be, you know, he, he's probably their most dependable scorer off the bench. Actually, he is their most dependable scorer off the bench because he knocks down shots with consistency. And Nick Young, you don't know if he's going to score 10 or take an over and play terrible defense. So I think David West, as important as Iguodala is, as important as Curry is, I think you put David West right up there. Jordan Bell. I still think is is more of a luxury item at this point, but he's somebody that the Warriors uh, are, are hoping to get back because he's a guy that can play and match up with a number of different teams depending upon who they play uh, in the playoffs. And I think he's a guy that could play like Kevon Looney a lot in a series against the Houston Rockets. So Jordan Bell's important. And I think the one thing we've really seen these last couple of games is is how – the difference between a guy like Pat McCaw having to play 22 minutes and Nick Young and Quinn Cook having to play between 22 and 30 minutes. Anybody out there miss Pat McCaw right now? Yeah, I think today you look at the box score and you watch the game, the last two games where Quinn Cook's playing 29 minutes and Nick Young's playing 21 minutes and you've got nobody really to fill the Iguodala role or the Warriors try to have Sean Livingston do some of that. They played Clay at the three a little bit today. They got nobody to fill that role. Pat McCaw would be somebody that does a lot of the things, at least can do on certain games, a lot of the things that Andre Iguodala could do. So you're missing Pat McCaw, and all of a sudden you've got Quinn Cook and Nick Young really having to play more. Omri Caspi, I just, I'm not sure what's going on with Caspi, but he just hasn't been the same. He had that what back injury and there was some kind of an infection and he just hasn't been the same uh and hasn't he, he's been almost a forgotten man to where you you think you don't even count on him when you're looking at okay well these guys are out so who's gonna play you know before the game I'll sit down on a little sheet of paper and I'll be like all right well here's who's gonna start here's the backup centers here's the back well if Quinn Cook starts Livingston's the backup point Nick Young's backup two and you know, Patchouli is going to play at center for after JaVale. You know, Looney might play some, and you start to get in, and you almost forget about Caspi. And he just hasn't been effective. I, I thought that was a really nice signing. It looked 
for the first two months of the season like it was a great signing. Caspi would go four or five games and not play, and then he would pop into the lineup and, and he'd have a nice game. And, and I think those days, at least right now, when the Warriors could need that from Omri Caspi, he, he's just nowhere to be found. And I, I have to wonder if Omri Caspi uh, is fully healthy uh, and capable of playing extended minutes at this point. He only plays seven minutes tonight. Uh, three points for Caspi, hit a free throw, had a, a field goal uh, attempt uh, as well. 8 at 8 957 957-9570. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Derrick Rose was not good today for the Minnesota Timberwolves in his debut for Minnesota. First game for the Timberwolves. And yeah, Derrick Rose played 6 minutes and 36 seconds. He was 1 for 5. Did hit his first shot. Minus 17 in 6 minutes and 36 seconds. The Warriors outscored the Timberwolves 38-21 in the second quarter. Uh, And essentially the difference in the game was Derrick Rose was terrible. And the Warriors kicked the Timberwolves' butt when he was on the floor today. And that was a big reason that they were in the game uh, with that group that that started the second quarter uh, out very well. Uh, Livingston, Nick Young, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Zaza Pachulia, Derrick Rose was really bad uh, for the Timberwolves and didn't play in the second half uh, at the top of the fourth quarter when the Warriors uh, went to that same lineup again. And it was Tyus Jones, I think, hit the first couple of buckets of the fourth quarter, put the Warriors right back on their heels. They would get to within one after falling down by seven with 5.52 to go. Draymond Green with a great steal. He hit Clay Thompson for a wide-open three. Clay missed, and, and that was just the story of this game was those missed opportunities on some pretty good looks and just 19 points for the Warriors in the fourth quarter as they get outscored 25-19 to lose by six. And I think it was a little bit of tired legs. I think it was a little bit of fading uh, down the stretch uh, in a similar fashion uh, as the game at Portland uh, on Friday night. 888 Mentioned Zaza Pachulia. Let's hear from Kevin Durant after the game on the Warriors' big man. He finished well, uh, played great defense. Um, you know, he gave us a huge spark off the bench, so he had a great, great night for us. And a good night and a needed night for Zaza Pachulia. He gets replaced in the starting lineup by JaVale McGee, the, the court of public opinion, even though it's not always accurate, uh, believing that, that JaVale McGee's a far superior player uh, than Zaza Pachulia. It wasn't the case uh, on this afternoon. Uh, and good for Pachulia to show that he still can be a rotation player for this team. I don't know what it was about the Timberwolves today, but I mean, he. As KD mentioned, he finished around the basket. He was taking it up strong. Had a couple of good post moves. Uh, he was setting some some good screens. He was banging around inside. I mean, he, he was doing all the things that that make Zaza Pachulia an effective player. Uh, we just haven't seen it out of Zaza Pachulia nearly as much as maybe we did last year, or certainly as much as the Warriors fans and and coaching staff uh, and organization as a whole. Uh, would like. Uh, let's hear from Kevin Durant, though, and because mentioned the story of this one, the the high volume, thirty nine points on thirty two shots, and Clay Thompson hit twenty one points on twenty two shots. Let, let's hear about uh, from Durant on some of the high volume effort he had today. You know, coming to the game, 
to a basketball game predicting anything. So I didn't wake up saying I'm going to have to take 30 shots. You know, that's what happens. You know, I got good looks all night. Coach wanted me to be aggressive, call my play a lot, call my number a lot, and um, try to go out there and play as hard as I can and not take shots. But it didn't go in, but we still had a good chance to win a basketball game. Play had that right over three in the corner. We down one. Great look. He usually knocks it down. So that's just how the ball bounces. Yeah, and I think that's a shot that, again, if Clay Thompson knocks down that shot, we might be talking about a different result from this game. I really do think that. Uh, it was 104-103, Draymond Green with the steal, Clay Thompson, wide open look, and, and I thought that shot was going down, but Clay just one of eight in the second half uh, from three, uh, and you have to wonder if the thumb was a factor uh, in this one. Uh, for Clay Thompson. We, we have our play of the game ready to roll. All right, let's get to our play of the game. Durant off a screen, hits a three on the left side, and we've got a one-point game with 2.05 to go. Wolves 104, Warriors 103. Up to this point, that was the biggest shot of the game for the Warriors. Yeah, it was a huge shot, and it was uh, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, screen and roll. Draymond screening for KD. They ran that play over and over again, and I think that's that's going to be one of the that's going to be one, a key play for the Warriors. I, I think down the stretch of this season as well, uh, putting those two guys in the two man game uh, in similar fashion to the way you can put Curry and Draymond Green into a two man game uh, as well, and Curry can kind of get his uh, because the Warriors, as much as they want to play team basketball. And and flow and and move the ball and and hit open three point shooters and hit players on cuts and take advantage of what the defense is giving them. Uh, I think I think he'll be able to do that and they'll be able to do that. But there's times where you just have to go iso ball and, and you know Kevin Durant did it uh, and Stephen Curry certainly capable of doing it uh, as well. Our play of the game is brought to you by American Express, proud partners. Uh, of the Golden State Warriors. Final couple of minutes here on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. And the Warriors lose to the Timberwolves. Final score of 109-103. So the Dubs now 51-16. and They're a game back of the Rockets, who are 51-14 and for that top spot in the Western Conference, but two back in the loss column, as you can do the math on that one. The Warriors don't have the tiebreaker, so... The Rockets are going to have to lose at least three more games for the Warriors to win the one seed in the Western Conference. So it's a deal where, and James Harden's out in that game. So yeah, they're playing Dallas and and James Harden's out. But yeah, you just do the math on that. Two back in the loss column, can't tie. So that means the Rockets, if the Warriors run the table, the Rockets would have to lose three more games. In their final 17, they have 17 to go. The Warriors have 15 to go. So it starts to get a little bit more daunting uh, when you do the math. Uh, Stephen Curry not playing, missing his second consecutive full game. I think Kevin Durant said something interesting after the ball game about the Warriors uh, and, and as it pertains to not having Stephen Curry. Steph is, is the system there, and he's been you know, part of this for, since Steve Kirk been here. And D West knows how to play. He won a championship race last year. Andre's the same, you know, same boat as Steph. So, you know, those guys are smart. We're uh, looking forward to having him back because they definitely change our team, you know, get us back on you know, what we want to do out there as a basketball team. We have, we have a system in place that you know, maximizes everybody's strengths. And, uh, 
you can see if you take a few guys out, this is a, just a totally different game. It's an obvious point, but it's also an astute point. I mean, and to hear Kevin Durant say Steph is the system, I mean, that's 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 big time coming from a guy that's a Finals MVP and an MVP in this in league of his own, and a guy that's played at an MVP level throughout the course of this season in different stretches. And yeah, I think it's not just Curry. Yeah, you're missing Curry, but you're missing David West that anchors that unit that starts the second and fourth, and you're missing Iguodala, who kind of anchors everybody. That uh, audio, uh, courtesy of our guy Anthony Slater of The Athletic, uh, and his postgame work uh, from the Target Center in Minneapolis following this ball game as the Warriors. They fall 109-103 in Minnesota to the Timberwolves as the Warriors uh, have lost their 16th game. This will go down, and I say this in jest. Don't anybody take me seriously. This is going to go down as the worst year of the Steve Kerr era so far in the regular season. <laughs> I chuckle. The Warriors lost their 16th game. So, yeah, exactly. But it is factually accurate. You look at the Warriors 65-17 and 17 twice. They won the championship both of those years. 73-9 and nine in the non-championship year. Uh, and, yeah, the Warriors are going to be no better this year uh, than a 16-loss team as they went, what, 67-15, and 15, so that would be 66-16 and 16 now uh, is the best that the Warriors can do. That's going to do it for us. I want to thank everybody, uh, Lucas Alexander and Alex Scott and Tommy Call. Uh, the Guru and the Butcher Boy are coming up next right here on 95.7 The Game uh, as I'll be back with you throughout the week. Warriors fall in Minnesota, 109-103 on 95.7 The Game.